Hey, this is Sean Mandoli, and I'm the pastor of Sanctuary LA, and you're listening to our podcast. Thank you for joining us. I hope this message encourages and inspires you. Remember to follow us on social media at My Sanctuary LA and enjoy the message. All right, in the zone. Are you guys ready? got to get in the zone okay and I understand in the zone you know that's a you know you can use that term with a lot you ever seen somebody they're all focused and they're in the zone uh, any kind of sport when somebody's just on and they're doing their thing and they're in the zone and and we as a church that's what we want for people we we our whole mission is is for you to discover your purpose um, for you to find out what God put inside of you Right, and so in the zone, I just want to share with you some things about being in the zone. And 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 this is the thing: I preach a big God and a little devil. Okay, um, now the devil can tempt us, and he's how many of you has the devil ever messed with you? I know. Come on, be honest. Now, don't look at me all up in church your whole life like devil never ever messed with you. You never even never done anything sideways, anything. Anybody ever done anything stupid? And and you blame the devil for it. Come on, somebody, it's a devil. No. <laughs> But, but, but I, the devil's real. He walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. But I'm here to tell you right now, God is bigger than the devil, and God is not in a fight with the devil. That if any fight, it's, it's, it's the devil trying to come after us, trying to steal the word from us. God's like, look, he is no match for me. The devil is a created being seeking whom he may devour, meaning he can only devour those that uh, open the door through sin or God simply allow it. God, if you, if God, the devil is a, is a pawn on God's chessboard. And he, he's like a pit bull on a leash that God could just get over here. I preach a big God and a little devil. God is bigger, as VeggieTale cartoon says, God is bigger than the boogeyman. All right, anybody know that song? No? No? Okay, YouTube it. YouTube it. Learn it, okay? But God is bigger than the devil. And we're, I'm going to talk about being in the zone. And God... God is bigger than we think. God is bigger than you think. God is bigger than, than your own knowledge. God is bigger than your own experience of Him. God is bigger than you think. God is bigger than Pastor Sean thinks. God is bigger than you know and realize. God is big. He is the Almighty God. He's the beginning and the end. You know, the Bible says in Isaiah, I know you're waiting for me in Acts chapter 17, but in Isaiah chapter 57, Verse 15, I'm just going to read this. For, for thus says the high and lofty one who inhabits eternity, whose name is holy. God doesn't even, God does, does, isn't hanging out in earth. He inhabits a place, if I could call it that, eternity. He, does, he is not subject, nor is he confined by time and space. He is bigger than this world. He created this world. And you know, God, God is big. He's holy. So if you go to God and you say, God, I'm depressed, and you say, but God, you're holy. Holy just means he's different. You, you hang out with God depressed long enough, you will not be depressed long because he's different. You, if you're insecure and, and, and you come to God with that long enough, God, that thing can't live where God is. And God being holy, that's all it means. He's different. You might have been abused and you come to God and say, God, I've been abused. God is not abused and he is not an abuser. You hang out with him long enough and you're going to get free. 
because he is holy he is different every time you say God you're holy you're saying God you are different than every struggle and every problem that I have he is he is different than anything we walk through in life God he inhabits eternity and he is holy he is different he 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 can't he when he shows up things begin to change all right and so for instance you are in a church right now called Sanctuary LA. Sanctuary LA is in a neighborhood called Boyle Heights. Boyle Heights is in a county called LA. And LA is in a state called California. California is in a country called Estados Unidos. Those of you that don't understand what I'm saying, it's the United States. The United States is on a continent called North America. North America is on a planet called Earth. Earth is in a solar system. That solar system is in the Milky Way. That Milky Way is in the universe, and all of that is in God. God is bigger than you think. Because, and this, is, this will be up on the screens right here, and I'm gonna show the scripture, but here's, here's my first thought, my first point is, I am in God. Now, it's not just that he's in you, but you are in God. God is bigger than you think. When we talk about being in the zone, you got to understand if you're walking with God and you're putting your faith in Him and you're worshiping Him, you've confessed Him as Lord, I'm here to tell you right now that you are in God and everything that you are in is in God. God is bigger than you realize. Alright? So, Acts chapter 17, verse 28. If you want to turn there in your Bibles, if you're there, say, I got it. Acts chapter 17, verse 28. It says, for in Him we live and move and have our being. Everybody say this when they say, I'm in Him. For in Him we live and move and have our being. As also some of your own poets have said, for we are also His offspring. You, you, being in the zone, many times um, we hear about kind of um, getting a breakthrough and walking with God and, and um, and getting to that next place, many times I just see a lot is in, in preaching in the Christian world today. It's always talking about what you have to do. But I just want to start off right now that God's sovereign hand is on your life. And right now, sitting in this room, you are in God. You are in God. And, and, and I've even wondered, you know, people talk about how God's, God's moving. I get that thought. But if, if God, can't God really move? Like if he was here he moved over here and he left there whatever's over there would die and cease to exist can I can I can I submit to you today that it's not that necessarily that God is moving maybe it's just that we're moving in God and we just see a part of him that we never saw before and we say wow God's moving no you're simply moving in God you are in, in him we live and move and have a we are in God Ultimately, uh, God is omnipresent. He is every place at all times. He is in your past, He's in your present, and He's in your future right now. He inhabits, the Bible says, eternity. So sometimes, you know, you got to see that God's in the beginning and the end all at the same time. The Bible says He's the Alpha and the Omega. He's in a, he, he, he inhabits, He dwells in, He settles down, He has made His habitation in eternity. And I'm here to say right now, when we worship God and we say, wow, His presence is here, I believe that's just a glimpse of what eternity's like. 
just a taste of eternity in the presence of God it's a taste of heaven that's why the that's why Jesus said this is how you ought to pray you know father in heaven holy hallowed be your name your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven worship is simply a taste of heaven it's a taste of what eternity is you know Colossians 3 3 you want you don't have to turn there but in Colossians 3 3 it says for you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God your life you you died it's talking about laying aside the things and the temptations of the flesh and um, you know setting your affections on things above you know the Bible says that when when the devil um, 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 tempted Adam and Eve deceived her and Eve came to God and said he, he deceived me and God said because you did this serpent you're gonna rock on your belly you're gonna eat of the dust it's crazy because he was a he was a lizard in Genesis and a dragon in Revelation somebody's been feeding that booger you think about it man was made from the dust and the devil himself he feeds on our flesh our flesh nature some of you might be like what does that mean it's just our carnal nature those those base desires lust and perversion and and gossip and lying and cheating whatever you know sin it is I'm just naming ones that are kind of familiar but 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 I, I believe the devil would leave you alone if you stop feeding that booger somebody say See, the Bible says you, he cursed him say man you're gonna you're gonna eat from the dust the thing that I created the natural part of man I created that natural thing the devil feeds on that kind of stuff I, when I um, grew up all throughout um, elementary school and even even junior high to high school, I have I lived in um, I had a step family. My dad was in the mix, but everybody else in the house was step other than my brother and my sister. And I had a a step grandma. I know that kind of sounds kind of weird, but that's what she was. She was step grandma, <laughs> you know. Um, and so she was the one that like you know was at home because everybody worked. So we'd come home, and this woman loved animals like all kinds of animals like all kind of animals in the house like for real like 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 cats in different rooms and dogs different type of dogs in different rooms like birds multiple birds had little ones that were cute that kind of would talk back and say pretty boy I love you all this stuff and uh, I didn't teach him to say that but that's what the bird said and and then we had this other bird up in the mix like a condor or something crazy like rah, like super loud um, all kind of animals right and like I grew up and I was like man this is like a zoo up in here right anybody know what I'm talking about like so right now we don't have any animals well I'm, I'm scarred for life got all kind of I grew up around animals like cats having kittens and dog on the side yard and another animal on the other side yard like crazy it was a zoo right but anyway we also had alley cats and man did like your classic alley cat like a bite taken out of its ear whiskers all crooked one eye bigger than the other you know what I'm saying like little ghetto cats right and my grandma my grandma would feed those cats leave the food on the patio and all kind of cats she would feed the cat alley cat before we got fed that was her thing she was like man we got to feed the animals first I'm like grandma these are not our cat and nasty probably got all kind of diseases you know and so this alley cats will always come through like what's up like perfect time 4 p.m. every day a couple alley cats we'd hear them fighting in the side yard waking us up at night right and so what I'm saying is this is if is if she would have stopped feeding them alley cats they would have stopped coming on the porch 
And I know, I know we, we all have things. God, you're in God. And being in God is a position, is sovereign will is going to happen in your life. But there are things being in God. We have a responsibility to, to not feed the things that would destroy us. God's sovereign will is on your life. But just because of sovereign will, his sovereign hand, you are in God. You got to stop feeding that thing. You got to stop feeding that thing. Colossians chapter 1, verse 15. It says, he is the image, this is talking about Jesus, of the invisible God. God is bigger than you think. The firstborn over all creation. For by him, all things. Everybody say, all things. All things were created that are in heaven, that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things, somebody say, all things, were created through him. Which means, which means by Him, which means on account of Him, which means because of Him. All things were created through Him and for Him. All of creation was created by Him and for Him. I said all of creation was created by Him and for Him. You are in God. Your life is hidden with Christ in God. And that word hidden in, in the prior scripture I read is, is the word um, um, crypto. It's where you get the word encryption. There's, there, you are hidden in God. There are, you are concealed and you are in a secret place when you are in God. All things were created through him and for him. And he is before all, everybody say all things. And in him all things, everybody say all things. All things consist. All things are held together. Your whole life is held together. Can I submit to you today that everything you've been through, God has known it. God has been involved in your journey the whole way. Not everything that has happened to you was directly hit happening from God. God, I believe, we believe there is a devil that wants to destroy you, but I can submit to you today, you are in church on Super Bowl Sunday, and it is raining outside. I'm here to say God's hand is on your life. And he is before all things. I'm talking about being in the zone. I'm talking about being in God. I think sometimes we put so much pressure on ourselves to do everything right so that God will do something for us. And I'm here to tell you right now, if your faith is in Jesus, the foundation is that I am in God. I woke up in God. I'm going to go to bed in God. I'm going to wake up tomorrow in God. He is bigger than I think. He's bigger. He, he inhabits eternity. Sometimes I think, I feel like we as Christians sometimes put such an emphasis on our discipline and that is a part of it. I'm a very much a, a discipline type person, type personality, but I'm here to tell you today that God's sovereign hand is on your life and everything he has called you to do, it is his desire for everything that he put on you to come to pass. And even if you fail along the way, are you in God or are you not? I think sometimes we put so much, we will give up because we fail, but maybe God allowed you to fail just so you could get over yourself. Oh, I'm preaching good in here. Maybe he didn't want that whole thing to work out because, because he saw something beyond what you could see. Maybe he, maybe he wanted you to have to fight through some things and persevere and be faithful and just love him. Maybe he's like, no, you care too much about that thing than me. So allow me just to step in and allow me just to give you an exam that's a little too hard for you to handle because I got something better for you down in the future. Why is it everything we do, we'll put so much weight on ourselves on, on the past or fail of things in life or situations and God's like, can you just trust that you are in me and I have this whole thing under control? Talking about being in the zone. Being in the zone is simply 
on the basic level, putting your faith in Jesus and allowing him to work everything out through your life. And he is before all things and in him all things, and in him all things held together. In him all things are held together. Your mind. You know why you're not crazy? Because God's holding it together. You know why you didn't go crazy? Some of y'all are like, no, I did go crazy. I'm better now. Well, you know why you got better now? Because God's held, no, putting you together, holding you together. Come on, somebody. Anybody ever feel like you're coming undone? Next thing you know, God came through for you, set you up, got you around some right people, got somebody to help you out a little bit. Maybe just say, girl, get it together. Get over yourself. And you're like, at the, in the moment you wanted to slap her, um, 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 key her car and all that and stab her tires. But then you walked away and said, man, that was a God. That must have been an angel of the Lord. Come on, somebody. God held you together, put you together. Why do I have to go through all this? Maybe God's going to use it for his glory. Why, why, would, why did Jesus roll up on people time and time again? Blind, uh, in the, in the, caught in the middle of sin, blind Bartimaeus. And, and why, 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 why did all this have to happen to me? Maybe it's all part of God's plan to show that the redeemed of the Lord can say so. I'm here to submit to you. You're in the God zone, whether you realize it or not. He's on your life. You are in Him. In Him, you live and move and have your being. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm all up in God. All right, look at somebody else say, I'm all up in God. Devil can't touch this. All right. Some, I heard somebody over there. Come on, she, she, she was like, can't touch this. I'm going to wear my hammer pants next week. Come on I wish I could do the dance, folks. I'd bust it out right now. Indeed. I told my I told my kid, what did I say? I said, who who likes who likes to who likes it when dad is home? They're like, I said, who likes it when mama's home? Who likes it when daddy kisses mama? They're like, no, I don't. I said, who likes it when daddy daddy sings? And they they raised their hand. I was like, I said, yeah, I know. I'm surprised too. And then, and then I was like, who likes it when daddy does his dance? They were, G was like, no, dad, no, I do not like it when you do your dance, dada. I'm like, I'm like, Gia, step off. I'm all up in God right now. I'm about to anoint you. Um, you're about to get some of God. I'm in God. Come on, somebody. I think I, Christians ought to exude some confidence in God. And I'm all up in God. I walk up in the restaurant. God is all up in there. I'm not God. I'm just in him. I know. I know I'm not. I, but, but hey, look, I don't need to be God. I just need to be in him. Because when I'm in him, everything I have need of is right there. I'm in God. You are in God. Hallelujah. I said you're in God. He is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead. My goodness. In him, all things are held together. You know, he is the head of the body of the church. He was the beginning, the firstborn from the dead. That in all things, everybody say all things. All things he may have the preeminence. It's a nice theological word that Jesus might have the preeminence. It means to have the first place. Like Jennifer was saying during offering today about those things in life, those natural things, those natural blessings. God wants to bless you. Yeah, God wants you to have a expense of him alone. Amen. Now that's good, but let's seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. I'm in God and all these other things will be added. But that, that, is, that is secondary consequence to what I'm really called to do. And even I'm going to even submit this to you. Your 
purpose and your calling is a secondary consequence of your relationship with God. My wife and I have a purpose in our marriage, but I'm here to tell you our purpose is a secondary consequence of that woman being madly in love with this man up here. Somebody say amen. All oh, that's a second, being a parent is a secondary consequence. Being successful, sitting down, doing our budget. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for a budget. In the name of Jesus, we sit down. I'm not getting any amens on the budget. And I got people in my connect group in here. Connect group, say amen. amen. Leaving me hanging. Some of y'all are like, I shouldn't have bought this jersey. I wasn't in the budget. All oh, that's a secondary, being a pastor is a secondary consequence of my relationship with Jesus. Me being in the, that's just, that's just extra. That's just extra. That in all things that he, he, he may have the preeminence. He may have the first place. God is not only in charge, but he is involved. He's not only in charge, but he's involved. He's not only almighty, but he's available. Isn't that amazing? The God that inhabits eternity. In that scripture I, I reference uh, that says that, you know, you know, I'm the God, I inhabit eternity whose name is holy. And he said this, that I dwell on a high and lofty hill with those of a broken and contrite heart. When you are in God, even when you're broken, you're in a high place. You are never in a low place in God. You're in God. Those things are natural. This too shall pass. That's why the woman could say, it is well with my soul. I am good. Regardless of what you're going through, I'm not taking away from the process of things and the emotional, but I'm saying positionally, he said, I inhabit eternity and my name is holy and I dwell on a high and lofty hill with those of a broken and contrite heart. You'd be surprised being in God even when you're broken. You're higher than this world. Oh, my goodness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Here we go. Ephesians chapter 4. As you're turning there, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 4. Everybody say this with me. Say, I'm in God. All right. Say it again. Say, I'm in God. I'm in the zone. I'm in the zone. I'm in the zone. I'm in the zone. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 4 to 6 says this, There is one body, one spirit, just as you were called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you are all. Everybody say above all, through all, and in you all. Say, I'm in God. Here's the next one. It'll be up on the screen. God is in me. I'm in the zone. I'm just here to tell you today, God's got you covered. You can't be in God and Him be in you and you not fulfill all God's called you to do. God's sovereign hands on your life. Our Father, God, is the progenitor of all creation. I mean, He started this whole thing. He's the procreator of every living thing. The eternal God is in my past, my present, my future, right now. God is saying to you today, I got you covered this is the basis this is the whole basis of my walk with God is that I am in God and God is in me and if we were to go back and say that reverse we say man there's a universe in that universe there's a Milky Way 
in that Milky Way's planet Earth. And on planet Earth, there's a continent called North America. North America is California. California, there's L.A. County. In L.A. County, there's Boyle Heights. And Boyle Heights is a church called Sanctuary L.A. And in Sanctuary L.A., there's you, and in you is God. My goodness. My goodness. God is in you. Our journey with God is not something to figure out. It's a mystery to be lived. Saying is that you can't figure this thing out. You, you know, that's why they call it revelation. Ain't nothing new under the sun. There's nothing new about God. It's just we're just discovering more about him as we walk out this life. You know, that's why it's called revelation. It was sitting there the whole time. You just didn't know where it was. It's like my keys. I'm like, babe, where's my keys? Where's my keys? Where you last left them? I don't know where I left them. Did you take them? Who took my keys? Where's my keys? And they're like in my pocket. Somebody say revelation. Somebody say revelation. They were there the whole time. They were the whole time. See, God's not hiding things from you. He's hiding it for you. You know? He, you're, you know, you, there's so much in God. There's so much in God. You get in the word of God. There's so much in this word. There is this, this is the logos. This is what you call in the Greek logos, the written word, the, 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 the tangible written word. You get in there, there. You could read one. You could stand on one of these scriptures the rest of your life. There's so much in one scripture. It's the word of God. The universe, universe, one word. The Bible says he framed the world with his word that you were chosen, Ephesians chapter one says, in Christ before the foundation of the world. You didn't come through your parents alone. You came from God through your parents. You gotta go back a little bit more than that. And some of you say, man, I, the way I grew up and this and that. No, God puts you here, that you are in God. That's why inside your spirit, inside your heart of hearts, you say to yourself, there's gotta be more in this why because you are an eternal being eternity is in the heart of every man there's a cry in you for more than what you've had you may be thankful for how God's brought you may be thankful for what he's doing but there is something in you eternity inside of you saying God there's got to be something more than this I'm thankful for all that you've done for me, but there's gotta be more down. I would, Lord, I want to get in the zone. I'm, I'm, I'm in you and you're in me. There's got to be more. This is the basis of our existence as Christ followers that through faith, his sovereign will is coming to pass in my life. I, I didn't give him this scripture, but if you want to turn there here, Romans chapter 11, verse 33. I'm going to read it here. Romans chapter 11, verse 33. Revelation is, is God wants to reveal his word to you. He wants to reveal purpose to you. I, I, in growth track today, I was with, um, I was in growth track um, going through it. And I was telling the young men in growth track today that you are far deeper than you realize. There is way more in you than I see, that you see. You, God is inside of you. What? creator of the universe that inhabits eternity the, the, the word of God inside of you the everything that in you the, the every every you realize that God the, the healer Jehovah Rapha in the Hebrew the healer is in you that every part of you can be 
touched all your pain. God wants to use the pain. I, I, I feel God uses pain, it seems at times more than anything else because it's through Him touching my pain that other people see uh, a tangible, real situation, but that God, you could come out of that and not even smell like smoke. My goodness. God wants to use your pain too. He'll use everything you've been through. Romans eleven thirty three 33 says, oh, the depth. Everybody say deep. It says, oh, the depth of the riches uh, of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable, how unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. I'm in the zone, unsearchable. I think any, most of the people Jesus had trouble with in his earthly ministry were learned religious people because they think they had it figured out. And then he said, eat my flesh, drink my blood. And then he said, you know, I'm, a, I'm gonna tear this temple down in three days it'll rise up again. And, and I think even in today's world, it's, it's, it's the ones that aren't open to what God's gonna do. It's the religious traditional teaching that is not in the word of God that keeps people, but oh, the depths of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God, how unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out John chapter 17 verse 20 let's go there God is I am in God and God is in me I'm here to tell you that I'm here to tell you by God's grace your faith in Christ you are in the zone right now if I could say that because you're in God and God is in you this is where we get to here. This is Jesus' prayer, but this is, where, this is where stewardship comes in. This is where responsibility comes in. This is where, my goodness, God, you've given me so much. You've given me your word. You've given me your spirit. I am in you. You are in me. And this is Jesus' prayer um, in John chapter 17. This is Jesus actually, his prayers, just a part of his prayer. He says this, I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe in me. Isn't that something that back then Jesus prayed for you and me that would believe in me through your word and that all may be one as you father are you father are in me and I'm in you so God gee, we are in Christ and so if that's the case that means the father's in me and I'm in the father my goodness you are walking with God you are walking with God father um, you are in me and I'm in you that they also may be one in us Wow Wow That they also may be one in us capital U Father Son and Holy Spirit that the world may believe that you sent me when we get a revelation that we are in God and God is in us other people are gonna start to believe and the glory which you have given me I've given to them that they may be one just as we are one I in them and you in me, man, that, that they may be made perfect, may be made matured, may walk out in their life, their walk with you, that they might be perfected in one and that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. I'm gonna read this last one again, this verse here, I in them and you in me, that they may be made perfect in one and that the world may know that you have sent me 
and have loved them as you have loved me. It being in Christ, Christ in you, the hope of glory, and you in God, and Christ in you, God is working in you. You are in the God zone, if you will. Psalm chapter 145, verse 3. This is my last verse. It's my last verse. Psalm 145, verse 3. It says, Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised, and his greatness is unsearchable. His greatness is unsearchable. I'm going to read it again. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised, and his greatness, his greatness is unsearchable. What was my first point? Say it again. What was my second point? Hallelujah. In the zone. You ever see um, certain quarterbacks, you know, um, like Joe Montana, for instance, right? From the 80s, right? Okay, yeah. You don't have to applaud, it's okay. Or uh, I know I probably shouldn't say this, but he's a great quarterback. Tom Brady's a great quarterback. Okay, I know. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to talk, talk about deflated balls or nothing like that. Okay, we're not going to go there. But, but, but we, you ever see these quarterbacks, or maybe it's a certain sport where everybody's playing the game, but then there's somebody that changes the game because they're in the zone. In that, they're in their sweet spot. They're in that pocket. They're 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 right where they're they're right there. Like almost in a sense, unstoppable, unstoppable. They just tap into something right there. I remember at times uh, skateboarding. Uh, we do skateboard demos, and and the, the the generation I grew up around skateboarding was maybe a little bit more aggressive than this generation, where we just. Um, like now you go to skate parks and like people are real polite and stuff and I just didn't grow up in that kind of environment. You had to kind of fight for yours and literally or you just, you know, it just was a different environment, okay? Maybe that whole generation, Gen X was just a little bit, you know, I think they all, maybe they were all angry back then or something, I don't know. It's a little intense, you know, extreme generation. Oh, like so it was just a little more aggressive. But I'd say uh, at times when I'd be skate, skateboarding or whatever, and there's a bunch of little kids around, sometimes I, I'd get so in the zone, I would kind of lose sight. And I remember um, um, maybe a generation later, I started to do some skateboard ministry. So I was like the old dude in the van. We did some traveling. We went to Egypt um, and did ministry there, which was really cool. Uh, I never had been to Egypt before. And this was right before I got married, uh, and I got to go there and do some skate ministry. But all these kids were younger, you know, it was just a different culture. I wasn't, I mean, we're talking at least 10 years later, right? And so it's just a different environment. I remember just getting in my zone, and like one of the guys like, man, come down. You're going to hurt one of these little kids out here. And I'm like, and I'm a Christian, right? I'm a minister. But I was like, dude, I, they need to get out of the way, you know what I mean? But, and so... Um, I'm not saying that's right. That's not my point. But what I'm saying is, I don't know, maybe in your, in your space and what you're called to do, there's certain things, your, your gift, your ability, like you just get in this zone. I remember when I get in my skate, there would be certain times I'm just in this zone. Things are just clicking. Things are just working. And I just want to encourage you that in your walk with God, I just wanted to settle the score, just lay a foundation that you being in God and God being in you, and as you walk out your faith with God, and, and look, God's not looking for um, um, 
doing everything right all the time because that is not the goal. But if your heart is open before God and you're humble before Him and others, I'm here to tell you in the zone, things are going to work out for your good. Not because everything you do is just right. It's because you're in God and God is in you. It is His grace on your life. And He's going to work it out. And so uh, my third point is this, is worship. Worship is my response. Worship is my response. Worship is the proper response. I'm here to tell you, worship is the only response. There being in God and God being in you, there is no other response. Worship. Well, Everything's not working out just right, Pastor Sean. Worship. Man, everything's going good. You better worship. I say, because when everything's going good, sometimes that's when we lose our, when, when the devil comes and takes our worship. We think we got a little mojo. We think we're all that in a bag of chips. And next thing you know, you're like, oops. Sorry, Lord. Worship. Worship is my response. Worship. Worship is always the answer. You can't get out of the zone when you worship. It is impossible. I'm going to tell you right now. It is impossible to, to fail at the will of God or to fail in your relationship with God when you're a worshiper. I, I, there is no other. I mean, serving, serving won't always do it. Helping other people out won't always do it. Preaching won't always do it. But I'm here to tell you, and, and many times those things can take on um, what worship is. But I'm here to tell you right now, there is no other thing to get you in the zone, to keep you in the God zone other than worship. You can't tell God who he is and he not tell you who you are. It's not that worship gets him here. It's not that worship gets him here. It's not that your song gets him here. It's that he's living in your song. And if you sing it, you're just going to find yourself where he's been the whole time. It's not that, the, that worship gets him here. It's that worship gets us where he is. God lives in praise. God lives in praise. God lives in praise. You want to get in the zone? You want to be in the God zone? Have an understanding that you are in God. God is in you. Worship. Worship. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Thank you for listening to the message. If you've been encouraged and inspired, give us a great review and share it with a friend today. Also, if you're ever in the LA area, join us for one of our powerful weekend gatherings. For more info and directions, follow us at My Sanctuary LA. Be blessed.